0: what is up everyone welcome back to another episode of the dishes and dimes podcast i'm your host christian oblenna and today is august 26th it is wednesday it is wednesday my dudes and um today's song of the day is sundew by delayed and webcams from chill hop music once again um once again if you have any more recommendations on songs and music To play at the beginning of episodes, uh, please hit up the Twitter, Dishes and Dimes. We have a lot of news recently in the in the NBA, especially this morning. Um, Well, not maybe a lot, but um, very impactful things that has happened um, in the last twelve hours. Um, First of all, this morning, Nate McMillan, the coach of the Indiana Pacers, just got fired. he was a coach from 2016 up until now, and you know he went through a lot of different changes as a coach, especially with the roster. Um, obviously, the trade um, trading Paul George and having Victor Ladeipo and developing guys like Miles Turner and and getting Sabonis, um, and just developing this team um, with a very old school attitude. Um, you know, always ranking in the, the bottom of pace in the league, um, always played great defense and, you know, they were a decent to solid team in the East, uh, ever since, you know, he was the coach and pretty much for most of the 2010s, um, he was, or the Pacers just In general, we're just very solid. Um, can never get over the hump. Obviously, in the East, you have LeBron James for most of the decade there in Cleveland and Miami. Um, and then these two past years, you know, he was looking up for the Pacers with just their young talent and growing as a team. And, you know, a lot of people are reacting in a way where he didn't deserve to leave. And I also agree, I don't think he deserved to leave. Um, he was given a shorthand um, this postseason, especially without Sabonis and Oladipo coming back from his injury and, you know, no Jeremy Lamb from earlier before the the hiatus of the NBA. Um, so, you know, he went through a lot of things this year and to still be competitive in these four, I, I, it was a sweep, right? He did get swept. The Pacers did get swept by the Heat, but... You know, those games were competitive and there wasn't, you know, a full sign that they were just going to get ran out the building. And um, it's really interesting because now the Pacers, the reports that are saying that they're willing to sign Mike D'Antoni since Mike D'Antoni's contract with the Rockets, uh, he's in his last year right now. And... You know, depending on how this Rockets year ends up, if they go far in the playoffs, if they don't make it, um, if they get knocked down in the first round, which is very possible, um, the Thunder tying it up in game four and game five is happening today. Um, you know, it would be a major shift for the Pacers, given that, you know, most of this whole... Time that Nick McMillan was the coach. It was very old school, very defensive-minded, very slow. Um maybe Dantoni can make Oladipo into this offensive superstar and make everything run through him. And you know, he's capable of doing it if Oladipo is healthy. He is a guard that can do many things and You know, it would be interesting to see what D'Antoni does with Sabonis and Miles Turner. I assume he would be like trading Miles Turner or something and keeping Sabonis at the five. Um, But that is, I guess, another topic. But that would be really interesting to see if they really do land Mike D'Antoni and seeing the Pacers run up. I mean, they have the roster to do it with Brogdon and Oladivo and TJ Warren. A lot of guys that could uh, spread the floor. Uh, still play defense and you know get this three and layup type offense. Like if Dantoni can run that with the Pacers, I'm sure it could be done. And they have the guys to compliment complement that play style. So yeah, it'd be really interesting to see. Um Nick McMillan should be hired by another team. He's done a really great job with the Pacers, even with sometimes having a lackluster roster. Um, I mean, for example, like he didn't have a depot for most of this season and they were very competitive. They're playing very well together. And, you know, he deserves and to be another on the news. Team for sure. The other big story for this morning is that the National Basketball Players Association are in talks with players about possible boycotting of playoff games. Now, this is stemming from the Celtics and Raptors meeting last night, and that was confirmed by Nick Nurse um, to talk about boycotting their game one of the second round series that they're about to start um, tomorrow, actually on Thursday, August 27th. And this quote comes from Chris Haynes in a Bleacher Report article, quote, an assembly organized by players who are emotionally traumatized by the latest police-involved shooting of an African-American that was captured on video was held Tuesday night at Disney's Colorado Springs Resort, Coronado Springs Resort. I'm sorry. Sources said there, and there were multiple conversations about what actions could be taken throughout the day. End quote. Um, some of these players have reached out to the executive community to say they aren't in the right fr- quote, in the right frame of mind to play basketball. End quote. Um, and that is a report by Chris Haynes. um, Undefeated Mark Spears reported members of the Boston Celtics and Toronto Raptors met to discuss a potential boycott of their opening game of the Eastern conference semifinals on Thursday. Um, They're expected to meet again tonight. And, you know, obviously this is coming from the unjust shooting of Jacob Blake, who was shot seven times in the back. And, miraculously survived and but he is reported to be you know paralyzed from the waist down and it's a very ugly situation and this is these situations are we're supposed to be you know brought attention to because of the nba coming back and because of all the social justice um statements and awareness that is going on in this country and being done by almost every player in the NBA. And, you know, there, there has been a lot of reports talking about how some players are just, they're, they're really wondering on, you know, was this worth it? Like their message and um, what they wanted to do and wanted to make an impact on by playing, by playing these games. And moving on with the season, um, Mark J. Spears tweeted earlier this morning that Raptors head coach Nick Nurse says he has heard a couple of players talk about going home. And this is very serious, right? You know, just because the NBA is back doesn't mean that it's just all, you know, happy, jolly times. It, it, It is great. It is great that it did come back and it is fun to watch basketball again and really interesting to see how the season ends up. But ultimately the season was brought back for reasons, for important reasons to make an impact on social justice and to stay safe with the bubble and coronavirus. And that still is going on heavily in America and everything that they've done to return has been to make an impact on social justice and stay safe. Like those were the two things that were the main focus of coming back, obviously finishing off the season and doing that and getting the calendars right. But you know, social justice and making an impact on America is more important than playing basketball. And a lot of players have voiced their opinions on that. And so I don't mind this. I don't mind the boycott. If, The only thing I'm, I'm hoping for is that the boycott makes an impact and, you know, we'll see how this story kind of unfolds, how the meeting goes on, um, tonight. And so looking forward to that and hopefully, you know, they really figure out something to where everything can make sense and everything can have a purpose. And so those are just my only comments. Um, Obviously, this report is going to be developing throughout the entire day and even until tomorrow. So we'll just see how that turns out. Hopefully, they'll get to play and figure out some way to um, still make an impact. But if this is a decision that the players have come up with, obviously, I'm not in the NBA. I'm not involved in any organization in the NBA. So my opinion... (laughs) um, won't make an impact at all and it's really up to the players because they've done the nba has worked so hard to make it make an effort to have this restart um be impactful for social justice and so if this is what they think should happen then i'm all for it and a lot of the people in the executive committee committee i can't why can't i say that executive committee a lot of people in the executive committee of the mbpa are talking about how they are fully in support of players who choose to boycott and that's a good sign and so if this boycott happens you know maybe other games will be boycotted and you know who knows so we'll just see how this story develops throughout the the day um Moving on to a lot of these first round series overviews Um, last night, the games were, one of them was incredible. One of them was kind of lackluster, obviously the, the jazz and the nuggets um, going down to the wire with Jamal Murray coming up huge. Um, Both the nuggets and Clippers grabbed wins last night, Paul George playoff P pandemic P whatever you want to call him. He came through last night. Um, and before that three straight games shooting under 25% and, you know, in Bill Simmons last, uh, podcast, you know, talking about Paul George as a 30 and 13 guy. Um, and his explanation for that is basically you aren't surprised whether this guy can score 30 or you look at the box score and he's, um, four for 15, and you know only 13 points or something like that and Paul George fits into that mold of just kind of you're not surprised whether he goes off for eight three-pointers and 35 points or he's going you know shooting poorly 25% and only scoring like 10 to 15 points like you're never surprised On whether either of those things happen and um, this is why like i think the energy guys that surround pg not so much Kawhi, um are just super important paul george can generate energy from himself his emotion energy on the floor will usually just stay the same as he's super laid back Uh, he's never really loud or emotional on the court but when his teammates you know aka Montrezl Harrell, Marcus Morris, Reggie Jackson. Even when Patrick Beverly comes back, when they bring the energy, it just makes PG's job to score and play defense a lot easier. Um, You're able to play off each other. And, you know, he's a star. He's He was bound to go off. Maybe this creates momentum. I'm not here to say that playoff P is back. And playoff P is not even a real thing. Remember when he said it, it, you're talking a playoff P and then they got bounced in the first round by Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles. And so like whatever playoff P, whatever that entity is, it's not real. And even another guy that is kind of like that 30 and 13 type guy is Jamal Murray at a young age, you know, grabbing the win in a close game last night. Thanks to him and his late game heroics and the the tough shots he was making and you know, the biggest question for Murray and has been for the last couple of years when, you know, on his rise to being a star in this league is that, you know, can he do it on a consistent basis? Because we'll see games like this from Jamal Murray and even in game one where he looks incredible. He looks Dame Lillard. He looks Steph Curry-esque, right? And then he'll come out the next game and shoot you know, two for 10 for three and, um, you know, scoring less than 15 points or not making an impact. And, you know, that is going to come with being a young player. And my biggest thing for Murray is that it's great. I, it's great to see him pop off like that, but I really want to see that you know, on a consistent basis, not, you know, being incredible every single game. Cause obviously no player is going to be incredible every single night, but to at least be reliable um every game, maybe um, just get that nailed down and that will make a huge impact on the Nuggets. I mean, he really is the guy that could spur them a lot higher in the standings next year or in title contention or keep them the same because... You know, they still have a lot of questions and they still have guys that are coming back next year and being at full strength with another year of experience in the playoffs and, you know, their guys coming back with Will Barton and Gary Harris, the Nuggets can do a lot of good things, but in order to be in title contention, you really has to have, they really have to have both their top guys be the most reliable players on the court. Um, the games today the Bucks and the Lakers look to close out and I assume they will close these games out the Lakers um, finding themselves a little bit and gaining momentum playing a lot of defense uh, dominating the boards Um, Anthony Davis and LeBron, LeBron James are supposed to dominate this series literally no one on the Blazers can guard LeBron James and he was supposed to have this type of series, where he can dictate the pace. He can get to the rim whenever he wants. Um, he can literally get to any spot he wants. Uh, no one is as physical as him for the Blazers, and no one can stop him going to the rim. Um, they look to close out the series. The Bucks will probably close out the series against the Magic, and then today, the other game today that's most interesting is the Thunder and the Rockets. Uh, these two teams are literally going back and forth, critical game five. And the Thunder have looked really good in the past two games with, you know, clutch plays by Chris Paul and um, without Russell Westbrook, who also for the Rockets, who also might play today. And they're testing out, you know, his quad. And seeing where he is. So he is a game time decision today. And, you know, knowing him and knowing just how the Rockets run things, I feel like he's gonna be playing tonight. Maybe he won't play 30, 35 minutes, but at least 20, 25. Um, they need sometimes they need they're just gonna need his energy. They're gonna need him to be on the floor. It can't just be Harden, because Lou Dort is playing tremendous defense on him, both Arizona State products. So um, I look to see if Russell Westbrook can really come back and really make an impact. Um, then that'll be really huge for the Rockets as the Thunder are only squeezing by without Russell Westbrook playing. So we'll see if he can add that dynamic that he usually adds to the Rockets. And now, now it is the time... You see in the title, the Sixers' troubling future, and this is where they start to, their difficult offseason. I've always, you've heard me in the last—I don't know how many episodes—talk about bring up the Sixers, and then I'll be like, "Oh, that's a that's a later topic." That's my thoughts about the Sixers. Are <laughs> they deserve its own segment? It deserves its own segment, and so the Sixers just starting their difficult offseason they fired Brett Brown, uh, their, him and this process that has been going on for the last seven years, um, is at a bit of a crossroads, not, not even a bit of a crossroads. It's at a big (laughs) crossroads. I don't know how to describe the situation. The process isn't over. It's just There is a huge boulder in the way. It's stalling at like 80% on the download. But here we go. I've tweeted and talked a lot about the season's problems throughout most of the season. Um, And yet there was always still a small amount of hope that they could figure it out, right? They have Tobias. They have Horford. They might have overpaid them. You know, this is looking at the beginning of the season, but... They have so many guys that compliment Simmons and Embiid like it should work. Um, And now we're sitting here just swept in the first round by the Celtics without Simmons, but you know, injuries happen. It's the playoffs. What's more troubling is just how the team looked even with a solid roster on paper with Embiid leading the way. Now it's a few days after getting eliminated and Brett Brown has been fired. And you know, the first year in the playoffs, for Brett Brown, and the Sixers. It was okay to give Brown the pass as he deserved to keep coaching after enduring the length of the process. And now we're three years in a row. It's been a frustrating end to the Sixers season. And now this Brett Brown era is officially over, but you know it's not really the only problem they need to solve. After committing a hundred a million to Debias Harris and over five over five years and 109 million to Horford, Two players who y'all thought could contribute and be very impactful to being good compliments to Simmons and Embiid just didn't work at all this year. Um, these two contracts are literally two of the worst contracts in the, in the NBA, and it's only been a year since they were signed. Um, I don't know what team would take on those contracts in a trade, and of course, that's not all. The Sixers may even want to find a new GM while they're at it, because all of the just moves that has been made by Elton Brand in the last—he's only he was only hired in September 2018, but all the moves that has happened um, during his tenure, his short tenure, has been pretty bad and very just it, just none of them worked. Um. Now, a lot of the reports talking about the Sixers' new coach involve the name, the names of Ty Lu, Jay Wright, the coach of the uh, of Villanova, um, and then their current assistant, Ime Udoka. I, I hopefully I'm saying that right, who was formerly also an assistant for the Spurs, I I believe. Um. And. You know if they really want to go in a different direction really want to blow things up I think it just has to be management I don't think the play it's way easier to restart on the management and getting a new coach and new GM than trying to figure out this whole mess with the roster and their salary cap and everything um Rand makes that trade to LA, where they get Tobias Harris expiring, and then are pretty much forced to re-sign him since Butler and JJ. You know, imagine this: they were a shot away from winning Game Seven, um, in the semifinals last year against Kawhi and Toronto, and th- this is when Butler and Redick they they chose to leave. There's obviously something wrong with Brett Brown. And that's why he got fired. And there was a lot of talk about him just not being a good coach, as in being confrontational with his players, always just putting everything under the rug. Jimmy Butler is very was very adamant and emotional about talking about there was no leadership for the Sixers. You walk into the gym and there's no direction. Um, that just shows that there's literally no philosophy, no culture. There's no identity to the Sixers. It's just a bunch of talented guys, you know, together on a team. But there's no direction for them. So there's no um there's no roles. there's no um just sense of a team aspect and, you know, going for a goal. And there's a lot of things that when you get those emotional and those mental, you know, check marks down, A lot of the things on the court just makes it way easier and you know they gave up so much cap away to a guy that's advertised as a versatile forward that could score and shoot but he can barely be be relied upon to make open threes sometimes and then a guy that is aging and literally cannot share the floor with Embiid if you have Horford and Embiid on the floor I don't know what their numbers are, but it's not good. And they don't pass the eye test at all either. I've always been a fan of staggering Simmons and Embiid. But Brett Brown still doesn't do that. Um, even with all the bad numbers that Horford and Embiid have on the court together, he still chose to start Horford and Embiid together. And like, it's good that he was fired. He did great things for the organization, but in order to move on and to get better, they had to get rid of him. So here are my solutions for the Sixers. Uh, first off, let's figure out who they need to who they need to slash want to trade. Uh, Brand announced that he's not trading any of the stars for now, but to be honest, if I had to trade one of them, it had to be it ha- it has to be Embiid. Um, there's a lot of questions with him, especially after this series. Are we sure that he has what it takes to be a top guy in the title contender? He's never been in shape for a long stretch of time. Obviously, we've seen all these funny videos of him eating a burger before a game or just he sometimes he just looks slow and he's lumbering. He's dragging his feet on the floor sometimes. Um, you know, he may really consider about losing a lot of weight and getting more athletic because sometimes he's just a big boulder on the court. Um, He doesn't post up as much. I mean, obviously posting up in today's league is, isn't is frowned upon, not frowned upon, but isn't popular, but he could set up a lot of plays by posting up and drawing a double or because he's been pretty solid at passing out of the double team, but no one can really give him an entry pass. No one, really shouts at him to post up he kind of just has the freedom to do whatever on the court and that can sometimes more often than not lead to pretty bad shots taken by him um we don't know what draft night looks like uh for the sixers because there are rumors around there's a lot of talk going around that maybe the warriors can trade the number two pick and wiggins or something to the Sixers and for either Simmons or Embiid, but we'll just see how that goes. That's another hypothetical topic that we can talk about later on when the draft is much closer. Um, But if the plan is to trade away Harris or Horford, you better hope you get something useful back because no team is really going to give up that much for a contract that will pretty much limit them for the next three to four years, right? Secondly, um, let's solve the coach problem. Let's get an experienced head coach that can instill a culture and philosophy. Brett Brown has often been criticized to be ex- and exposed for not being confrontational and easy to walk over. Um, we all know Jimmy Butler's comments. Um, that's why I believe once values and goals are instilled in this team, maybe this thing gets turned around. Um, you need a culture that players can believe in. You need a good set of guys. And they do have a good set of guys. Um, it's just that they need something to play for. You can't just throw them out on the court and tell them what to do without any direction. You know, There has to be some sort of way to motivate them, to get them playing for something, um, and to really b- have them believe that they can get to the finals that they could really title contend because this team is too talented to not to get swept even missing Ben Simmons they're too talented to get swept also an experienced head coach can figure out a way to maybe get a good rotation figured out Um, Brett Brown was never able to figure out a rotation that works and Maybe this new head coach can stagger Simmons and Embiid and play at different paces. You know, with Simmons, he could play like a point center, literally. He's 6'10". He could run the floor. He could run the fast break. He could defend all five positions. There's a scenario where, you know, Simmons can run for... You get Embiid on the bench first, and then you have Embiid just run the floor, and you have this fast-paced um offense with like a magic johnson type player at the center position that could guard all five positions and then you know maybe simmons takes rest and you have him bead and he's he's the focal point of offense and he and everything runs through him and he can run you could run high low with him you can have him catching at the top of the free throw line uh near the top of the key maybe get some cutters um He can take shots, he can post up. And so there's a lot of creativity you can have with one of them on the, with both of them on the floor or one of them on the bench, you know, and having that mix up makes it more exciting um, and a lot harder for teams to defend. Uh, And third of all is just draft well. The Sixers have five picks this draft, including the 21st pick from OKC. I know this draft isn't known to have much talent other than as other drafts, but there are still a solid amount of role player potential guys in the mid first round. Uh, Thibel was a great pick last year, but you need to keep it going. Trading Mikkel Bridges to get Zara Smith is still a trade that I've hated from the start and showing negative impact now with how Bridges developed the season and especially in the bubble. Um, Just draft well. You can get a guy that's really solid in the late, mid, first round, maybe even trade up. Who knows? But there is a scenario where they can get a guy and really add to this roster. And they'll have a roster of Simmons. I mean, we all know the roster, it's on paper. But I think the biggest thing is just finding a coach that can mend this all together. You don't have to make some insane trade. I feel like finding a coach is the first and just most important thing to find for the Sixers this offseason. And so we'll see how it plays out. The second round should be starting in the next week. We'll see how this boycott thing (laughs) turns out throughout the rest of the day. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, please, please follow Twitter at dishes and dimes. I like to give a quick shout out to one of my best friends Rahul Makajani who just started his own podcast it's on Spotify please check out the top of the hour podcast Um, I believe on all streaming platforms it's just top of the hour that's just what it's called and if you're not good at keeping up with the news like me um, it is a great podcast to be uh, you know to learn about current events and to stay on top of things as it is very short and he gives you the information that you need from every big storyline that's going on throughout the week. So really encourage you to check him out. It's a great idea because people our age, millennials, gen Z, whatever, um, we don't get as much news as maybe our parents do and older folks. And so this is just a good way to be more educated and be more aware of what's going on around us. And so once again, um, my next episode will probably be next week, Um, probably looking into the second round and seeing all the other NBA news that's going on. And so if you enjoyed this episode, please, again, follow us on Twitter um, and recommend some more music for us. And until next time, peace.